him welcome in the service tonight and without him we can do nothing but with him all things are possible for this belief amen we had a request sent from uh, brother Nathan and sister Tracy today they've got a friend by the name of Trevor Hessen uh, that is at Mayo Clinic now and I, I believe he's had cancer and had multiple uh, surgeries and is just uh, very weak in body and just ask for a prayer. So let's remember that request from them tonight that the Lord will just move on behalf of Brother Trevor. Also, uh, Brother Jonathan has been experiencing a lot of back pain. I've been there with him. I know all about it, so I feel for him tonight. And I just pray that the Lord will just touch him tonight in this service. You don't have to bear it any longer. Amen. God is able for this to believe that. And I'm sure there's other needs. If you just make it known by now, put your hand. God sees our needs tonight. Brother George, won't you come tonight if you will? And let's pray for us as we get started. Good to have Brother George back tonight. Heavenly Father, we thank you tonight for this opportunity. Lord, it is our privilege, Lord, to be here in the house of the Lord tonight. Lord, we could have been anywhere. We could have been doing anything, Lord, but you saw us, Lord, before the foundation of the world. You called us out, Lord. And, Lord, you predestinated us with that seed germ of life, Father. And, Lord, it's just, Lord, nothing we did, Lord, but what you've done for us. And now, Father, we just ask you, Lord, as we bring these requests to you, Lord, the, Lord, the sickness, Lord Jesus, you know all about it, Lord. And, Lord, we know you cast those demons out with a flick of your finger, Lord. And we just trust in that you'll do it tonight. Our brother Jonathan, Lord, we ask that you just touch his back tonight, Lord. Lord, you made us. And, Lord, these bodies have to come to subjection to your word, Father. And your word, by your stripes, we're healed tonight. And now, Lord, we just pray, Father, that you would, Lord, meet each need represented here this evening. Lord, we ask that the songs that are sung, Lord, the worship, Father, Lord, it would be pleasing to your ears, Lord, that you would come down in our midst, Lord, and walk up and down these aisles and minister to us, we pray. We pray for a pastor tonight, Lord. We ask you that you would just, Lord, anoint him.
to open this word to us tonight, Lord, we pray. And we'll give you the praise and honor. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we ask it. Amen. Aren't you glad to be here tonight in the house of the Lord? Let's sing this together tonight, if you will. Hit A. Oh, what a wonderful change in my life has been wrought since Jesus came into my heart. I have light, I have light in my soul for which long.
How many are happy tonight? Jesus came into our hearts. Well, I felt the Spirit. I felt the Spirit. I felt the Spirit when it showered over me. He took my burden. thankful you felt the spirit and are led by the spirit and not the flesh. I'm just so thankful for that tonight. Well, little David, oh so small, and that giant was oh so tall, and the odds were just too high for little David. So he off all of his foes with the power of God he was clothed oh the battle's not mine I give it to you Lord it's thine well the battle's not mine say little David Lord it's thine I'm in your favor and I've given it all to you for I knew not That you let me see all your that I need. Oh, the battle's not mine. I give it to you, Lord. It's thine. Are we this way tonight? Now, little David, he was unafraid. Before the giant, he stood that day, and it seemed to be the end for little David. But like the lion and the bear that he slew, that old giant, he would come down to. Oh, the battle's not mine, I give it to you, Lord, it's thine. Well, the battle's not mine, David. Lord, it's thine, I'm in your favor, and I'm giving it all to you, for I That believe. 
course we're working on. I think you'll enjoy it. Amen. We'll let you have your seats though. We'll have our ushers to come and receive the evening offering and then just give it to the Lord. I know he'll bless every effort. I believe we have a couple of birthdays. Uh, Annalise uh, Norrod, I think, is celebrating her birthday today and also Sister Rachel is going to be celebrating her birthday tomorrow. Let's give them a big hand.
We just long to worship the Lord. Just listening to a little message this morning, persevering while we was getting ready this morning. I said, oh, man, what a message. Lord, help me to be persevering. And uh, the prayer line at the end was just uh, unbelievable. I said, Lord, just help me long to worship you with all of my heart. We're not here just because it's Wednesday night. Oh, we're going to sing a few songs and he's going to come preach. No, we're here because we love the Lord Jesus Christ. And we're here to worship him. And if you have a need, you can have it tonight. If we just ask, ask and you shall receive. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. So let's worship him as we sing it. Praise the Lord. That's one thing that won't stop. Even when we go to heaven, we can just continue on worshiping the Lord. Amen. Let's sing a little bit of this chorus. Jesus, use me. 
Stay humble and let me stay out of it so that you can lead and guide and direct and have your way. That's my prayer every night. I say, Lord, just please lead me by your spirit and help me to manifest the fruits of the spirit. Amen. I'm going to ask Brother Matt. I know he sung the last service, but we're going to have a surprise too. We're going to have Carrie come too. And we're three going to sing for you tonight. Let the 
trial. How many is up to the test tonight? Ready to, God is with us. You know you can't fail, so we're, we're, bound, we're bound to get through it tonight. Let's all stand together, if you will, as we invite our pastor to come and to minister what the Lord has laid on his heart. And boy, I missed a birthday, and I'm so sorry I didn't even know, but Sister Kathy's having her birthday on Friday. So let's wish her a happy birthday now. Give her a big Keep me on track. I, I tell you, I slip all the time. Amen. But that's not because I try. Or it's just an accident. Come on. All right, let's sing this chorus together and we'll invite him tonight. Will you come and see us, please? Yeah. 
saints. It's good to be in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. I was reading a quote before I came out uh, in a message, El Shaddai. And Brother Brandon was talking about how that Abraham was just a baby in the sight of God. And this is why God manifested himself to him as El Shaddai, the breasted one. The one, the God of, that is the God of more than enough. And I think about the church this uh, evening that we are serving a God of more than enough. Amen. As he is the supplier of all of our needs according to his riches and glory this evening. What a joy to be in the presence of the Lord with you today. Thank the Lord for all the songs of Zion. Certainly appreciate the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. I invite you now to go with me. In the book of Psalms, certainly appreciate our musicians. Psalms chapter 38. I want to look at a passage of scripture there. I'm just going to be realistic tonight. Is that all right with you? Yes. Amen. Let's be real tonight. Everybody say discouragement. We know what it's all about, don't we? Hallelujah. It, 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 you say, well, oh, that's just for unbelievers. No, no not so. Even believers struggle with discouragements. <laughs> Praise God. It doesn't matter how spiritual you are, how long you've been serving God, uh, what heights and spirit of spirituality you have achieved, that you are going to struggle at some point or another with discouragement. 
It is a sign that you are anointed. You believe it. All right, let's go into Psalms chapter 38 quickly. Great passage of scripture here. You know, I love David because he was a man that was realistic. He was a man that wrote some of the greatest prophecies of the Messiah. He wrote of things that was beyond his, his time, of a time that would come. He was so mightily used by God. He was anointed. He wrote the Psalms. He was a poet. He was a psalmist. He sang songs. He went into the realms of the supernatural and spoke of great things that are to be. But yet he was a man. Yet he was a real person. He was, he was flesh and blood. And he made it known to us here. In chapter uh, 38, I just want to take verses uh, 6 through verses 10. He said, I am troubled. Now, how many people you know of in the message are that honest? That are really that honest. Let's, let's have church tonight. Let's be real where we live, okay? How many are really that humble and that realistic and transparent to say, you know what, I'm troubled. I'm troubled. You see, most of the times we want to keep this image, this image of ourselves of, uh, of unbreakable, that we cannot be discouraged or dismay or struggle with things of this life. But David just messed all of our thinking up. He said, I am troubled. I am bowed down greatly. The man is saying that he is low. He's low in spirit. He's dismay. He is despondent. He's discouraged. He, he is dealing with a heaviness in his spirit here. And he's confessing it. He said, I am bowed down greatly. I go mourning all the day long. For my loins are filled with a loathsome disease. And there is no soundness in my flesh. I am feeble and sore broken. Now, let's face it. Let's be real realistic now. We, we are thought that we have got to be positive all the time. And that is true in one sense. That is true in one sense. We, we have to be positive. And we have to have faith in God. But on the flip side of that... God wants us to be transparent. And here is David. David is saying, I am feeble and sore broken. How many believers do you hear ever say a thing like that? I'm feeble. I'm sick. I'm working on dismay. I'm discouraged. I need courage this evening. God wants it, wants it to be something that you understand that is a real thing. He said, I... I've uh, roared by reason of the disquietness of my heart. This word disquietness here is, uh, is actually groaning. And then he goes and verifies that, validates it in verses nine, 9. Lord, all my desire is before thee. And my groaning is not hid from thee. David is not saying that he's discouraged with God. David is not saying that he's upset at God. 
David is not accusing God of abandoning him. David is just simply saying, I'm a Christian, but a spirit, something has hit me. I've been struck by some sort of a spirit that's got me low and has brought me low. We've been there. Let's be real. Let's be real tonight. He said, my heart panicked, my strength faileth me. As for the light of mine eyes, it also is gone from me. What a condition. What a condition. But you know, God can appreciate David because he was real. And in Psalms chapter 3 and verses 3, this is in the midst of an event where David is fleeing from his own son of his body, Absalom. He cries out to God in verses 3, But thou, O Lord, art a shield for me, my glory and the lifter of mine head. Isn't that beautiful? Let's read it together. But thou, O Lord, art a shield for me, my glory and the lifter of mine head. Hallelujah. You see, at the end of the day, you are going to be lifted up. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter what struggles that you are dealing with. God has said that you will lift your heads up. And it doesn't matter what takes place, you are going to come up out of that depression or whatever it is that Satan has launched against you tonight. I want to speak to you tonight on on this subject, because I believe that it will be of a great help to you tonight, overcoming an attack of discouragement. And I, I want to take actually two parts into this. As I was building the content for this uh, subject tonight, I looked back in some of my old uh, uh, sermons and such like and saw that I dealt with some of this way back in 2009, and Holy Spirit then began to bring some revelation and light to me, and as it began to flow into my spirit, I said, there's no way I can just preach one point of this tonight, so we're going to probably take next Wednesday night by the help of the Lord and just break right into it. Is that all right? It's okay if you're discouraged. If you're discouraged, raise your hands. That's fine. It's okay to be discouraged, but just don't stay discouraged. And I hope I can lift you out of that place tonight by the help of God. I help by the gift that God has deposited in my life that you can cash in on that tonight. By God's grace. Let's bow our heads. Our Heavenly Father, we deem it such a great and grand privilege to be in the house of God. I'm speaking here before me tonight to great people. People who are not just fly-by-night people, Lord. People who are great warriors of faith. People of whom has fought many great battles for you. Who have won great victories for the kingdom of God. People who are, are not just overnight people, but people, Lord, that has been in the presence of God. Lord, I ask you as I come before great warriors of God tonight, that you would guide my words and vocabulary, that I'll be able to send into their spirits words of courage tonight, that will lift them up into another level of faith tonight. I pray you'll have your way in the service, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the church says, Amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated.
You know, courage is a great thing for a Christian. Courage is very important for a Christian. We understand in Deuteronomy chapter 31, uh, at the time where Moses was now preparing to leave the scene, that he gave Joshua a charge, and he said, be strong and of good courage. You see, God knows that courage is very essential to our Christian walk. We understand as we, as we move forward, we see in uh, Joshua chapter 1, after the death of Moses, that God revisited the same statement to Joshua. And he said to Joshua, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now I want you to be strong and of good courage. And he gave him the charge that Moses gave him. You know, this lets me know that courage is a great thing. God wants us to be courageous. He wants us to have courage. However, the loss of courage can be catastrophic to our faith. God understands this. He knows how that it is. There are so many things in this life to discourage us. And we are humans and we're made up of the elements of our senses. See, taste, feel, smell, and air. And we understand our hearing. It, can, it, it, it contacts the environment that is around us. And because of this, we understand because of the elements that it is attached to that Satan can use any of those areas of our senses to launch an attack against our faith tonight. There are so many things to discourage us. Social matters, family matters, uh, on the job or business or personal faith uh, and such like. The list goes on tonight. But you see, God wants us tonight to understand that even though that we are Christians and we may at times become discouraged, it is not the end of the road. Can you say amen? It is not the end of the road for us because there have been great people through the ages who has been through these places that we have been down. There's so many things, there's so many matters, so many issues that Satan can anoint to bring us low as David was speaking of himself. He said, I am greatly bowed down. This man is saying that I am so low, I'm so discouraged, I'm so, dis so despondent, I'm so dismayed. But you see, that wasn't the end of David. That was only testifying that God was getting ready to lift up his head. Hallelujah. He said, thou art a shield for me, the glory and the lifter of my head. Now, I want you to bear with me tonight as I deal with this Malicious spirit of discouragement. In a message leadership, 1965, uh, October the 31st, Brett Ram said, and sometimes Satan might come along and cause them in a prayer to be discouraged. 
He says, uh, but remember, you went through the same thing, discouragement. Now he's talking to the Lord. He's talking to Jesus Christ about the bride of Christ. Because remember, his commission was to get a bride ready for Jesus Christ. And he's reminding the groom that his bride is dealing with some discouragements. He said, you went through the same thing, discouragements, forsaken by men of this earth and people. And sometimes very dearest of friends, even to relationships, we're forsaken. But there is one that we have chosen. He will never leave us or forsake us. I'm so glad of this promise. There's so much in that one quote that I can take just little bits of pieces and preach for another month. But realistically, the prophet is saying that uh, we, we get hit with things all the time. It doesn't matter who we are. We are struck with things in our lives that sometimes lay us flat on our backs. There's times when we get hit with these moments. We wonder where did it come from? What did I do? It causes us to question our experiences with God. Sometimes we question our faith. But I want to identify the problem here tonight. The problem is not your spirituality. Neither is it your faith. It is a spirit that was sent from the pits of hell to lay you low tonight. But I have come with a message to encourage you that tonight we can overcome by the grace of God. In a message handwriting on the wall in 1956, uh, June the 2nd, and he said they were, they were very downcast. They were very downcast. Everybody knows what it means to be downcast. They were very downcast. As it's so easily to become, oh my, I like that, don't you? I like the honesty. I love the transparency. I love, God loves that, you understand? He loves to hear you talk to him. As it's so easily to become, especially when you're oppressed. That's what the devil likes to work on you and oppress you. You know, that's the trick of the devil to oppress. But the greatest of all of us, Satan works overtime in our lives in that area of oppression. Oppression is the pressure of an atmosphere that binds you in a prison. It keeps you pressed down to a place to where you cannot break out of that dimension. And I love what the prophet said. That's what the devil likes to work on you and oppress you, you know. That's the trick of the devil to oppress. As we read the words of David in Psalms 38, we find... This godly, righteous man, at the end of himself, he is testifying from verses 6 through verses 10 that I have no more strength within me. I'm very dismayed and discouraged. 
uh, things that happened, many things that transpired in my life. Perhaps he was thinking about his sins, his mistakes, how he mishandled his family, maybe how he misconducted himself in many ways. So in the midst of this passage, David is speaking out from his heart of what he's really feeling deep down inside. You see, he was being real about life. David in the Psalms was not talking about the glories of God and the great heights of Psalms and, 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 and poems and such like. He's dealing with himself here. You see, when you are by yourself, that's when the reality of life begins to come into effect. That's when you really feel, uh, face the real, the real person that's inside of you. We find him here. We see him in this passage. He's just ultimately saying that I, 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 I'm, I'm just at a place to where I don't know what. To, I, I'm just so discouraged. I'm just so, I have no courage left within me. I, I, I'm, I'm writing this because I want some people at Believer's Tabernacle to know that they're going to have moments in their lives where they're laying low in themselves. And they're despondent and things have hit them that shakes their faith. I want you to notice now he was downcast, the Bible said, and discouraged. And a struggle, yet struggled so deeply within with this spirit of oppression upon him. His struggles had drained him of all of his strengths. Have you been there tonight? It's all right. We can have church. We feel drained and depleted of our strengths. For the most anointed, the most called out, the elect of God, the chosen of God, that moment in our lives to where we feel as though we have no strength to go another day. Can I get a big amen? I want you to listen to his distraught cry. He said, I'm troubled. I am bowed down greatly. I go mourning all the day long. I am feeble and sore broken. You know, I disagree with believers who make light of a saints of God who is in this position. Who will make little of their, of their, of their valley or of their time of testings. There's times that we have to we have to empty it out. We have to ver verbalize what is really going on on the inside of us. We can act spiritual. We can just constantly just hide beyond the fact that we are the bride of Christ. That's a fact. That's true. But we struggle the same way anyone else is struggling. He said, "I'm bound greatly. I'm going all the day." I am feeble and so broken. I've roared by the reasons of my disquietness of my heart. And he said, my heart panted. My strengths fail at me. In other words, he's saying, I have no strengths. You said, Brother Judge, if you're talking to the bride of Christ, and you're telling the bride of Christ, she has no strength, I'm being real tonight. Because every one of us, we face those moments to where we don't even have the strength to get up out of the beds. Can I get an amen tonight? 
We don't have the strength to go another day, yet we are the bride of Jesus Christ. It does not change who we are. We have just been attacked by Satan. You believe it? You see, David had slumbered in despair. He couldn't understand why he was suddenly cast down so low. He didn't realize this why suddenly I'm cast down so low. I'm, I'm struck. I'm, I'm slumbering despair. You see, this man hungered for the Lord. He loved God. You can, you can see it in the Psalms that he wrote, David loved God. The question was, wasn't that David was not in tune with God and David didn't love God. David loved God. And I'm sure some of you tonight are going through some trials and Satan is trying to plant some spirits in your spirit of discouragement to try to get you to back away from your faith. But I have a message tonight to let you know that God knows all about it. Yes, he couldn't, he couldn't understand this. Suddenly he was cast down low, yet he hungered for the Lord. He, he loved God. He, you, can, you can just, when you read the Psalms, you, you hear David's love for God. That God even wrote himself and said that David was a man after my own heart. Why? Because David knew how to talk to God. But suddenly he finds himself... Uh, in a depressed state. What a condition to be in. He said, I'm troubled and bowed down greatly. He said, I go mourning all the day long. You see, he had no idea why. This was happening. There's some times in your life that you know that you are where you need to be with God. You've done all that God has asked you to do. But then suddenly you are dealing with this. You're dealing with this pressure. You're dealing with this spirit of torment, this devil of discouragement. And Satan uses that avenue to move into our spirit being. Are you listening tonight? And David had no idea why all this was happening. You see, like many discouraged believers today, David tried to figure out why he felt so empty and broken in his spirits. He probably relived every failure, sin, and foolish deed in his life. You know, this is when Satan wants to attack you right here. When, when you are in a place where you have given in entrance to him and he brings up everything of your past. Are we together? You see, at some point he must have thought, oh Lord, I have all my reckless act left me uh, so wounded that I'm beyond hope tonight. You see, uh, finally David reasoned that God must have been chastening him. He goes down, verses 1 and 4, he said, he cried, Oh, Lord, rebuke me not in thy wrath, neither chase me in thy hot displeasure. For 
thine arrows stick fast in me, and thy hand pass, uh, presseth me sore. There is no soundness in my flesh because of thine anger, neither is there any rest in my bones because of my sin. This wasn't God. This was David's imagination. Are you following me, church? You see, friends, when Satan strikes us with a spirit of discouragement, he brings up things that are imaginable, things that God has took care of in the past, things that God has already forgiven us of. Watch him in the writing. It's telling us. He's saying, God didn't do this. He said, he said, thine arrow stick fast in me, and thine hand set me sore. There is no soundness in my flesh because of thine anger. God was in anger with David. There's no place that can validate that God was angry with David. Neither is there any rest in my bones because of my sin. Who brought up the sin? David did. God never brings up our sins when it's placed under the blood. If God placed that under the blood, God would not even remember it. Are you following me tonight? For mine iniquities, here he's going into it. He's rambling with God now. Lord, my sin, my iniquities. Lord, you're suppressing me. Lord, my flesh, you're angry at me. Your wrath is against me. And this is not the voice of God. This is the voice of David's own reasonings. He said, for mine iniquities are gone uh, before my head as a heavy burden. They are too heavy for me. I hope you get the point tonight. Let me point out here that David isn't just writing about his own condition in the Psalms. He's describing something that all devoted believers of Jesus Christ face at some point in their lifetime. He's writing for our benefits. He's telling us this is a spirit that Satan has launched an all-out attack against your spirit and your mind and your soul and your family and your church and you tonight. He's describing something here that's real. He's talking about renowned Christians here. He's talking about all of us here tonight. There's no one I excluded from this passage. David covered it for us. We can think about it, but David wrote about it. We have thoughts about it, but David documented our thoughts for us tonight. And yet it was only his vain imagination. God did not think this about David. Neither should you think that about yourselves tonight. Oh, I feel like shouting in this house. I'm so happy that God has an antidote tonight that will cancel out every accusations that come against us. Oh, my, what a blessing. What a blessing. You see, he's talking about being under a demonic attack. From a pagan spirit of discouragement. David is struggling. He's struggling with these things. He's not talking about uh, that, uh, how spiritual he was and 
how great he was, and he wrote the greatest psalms. David is being really saying that I know I'm writing about people in the last days that will be called the bride of Christ. And they will struggle with the same thing I'm struggling with. And God said, write it, David. I'm glad about it. And God, I'm glad God documented it tonight. You may have been afraid to say it, but God wrote it in his word tonight. I love it. He's talking about being under a demonic attack uh, tonight. You see, this kind of discouraging spirit uh, comes straight from the bowels of hell tonight. Uh, the time came when every, or will come when every dedicated believer is overwhelmed by this sudden and unexpected experience. You never calculate on it. You will never be able to know when it will happen. It's always at a time where everything is at its heights, where things are going smoothly, and your life is at the best of all times. Is when this begins to happen in your lives tonight. Are you following me tonight? Listen, Satan isn't waiting until he knows that you, you know, you slipped up and you, you maybe you messed up a little bit to send this. He comes when you are in the midst of your spiritual heights in God. Are you following me tonight? Yes, this sudden unexpected experience will come to all of us. And I say no Christian brings it on himself. Nor, nor does God send it. No Christian brings it, nor does God send it upon us. Such an attack usually has nothing to do with any specific sin or failing uh, by evil tonight. It's not because of a sin or a mistake or iniquity or any of these things. Even though David assumed that it was, God wrote it so we would benefit from what he was thinking about tonight. Yes, sir. Amen. I'm here to tell you that God knows exactly where you're at tonight and what you're going through and what you're feeling tonight. You understand? Listen, God gave me this message to come to you and let you know tonight that you are a child of God. And don't allow the devil to discourage your faith in God tonight. You believe it? Very simple. The spirit of discouragement is Satan's most potent weapon against God's elect tonight. Uh, most often, Satan uses it to try to convince us we brought God's wrath upon ourselves because of our failures and our mistakes. Satan loved to come during these times and capitalize after he has hit us with the spirit of discouragement. Oh, you, you failed. You messed up. You made mistakes. All these things are happening because of all of this. And I want you to understand the Apostle Paul urges us not to fall prey to the devil's snare. In 2 Corinthians 2 and 11, the Bible says, Lest Satan should get an advantage of us, we are not ignorant of what? His devices. 
You see, Paul is saying you have to see your discouragements for really what it is. It's a demonic weapon, an arrow that Satan shoots at you for, uh, from his quiver to get you to doubt yourself tonight. Are you with me tonight? Listen, this isn't about God. None of what I'm preaching here tonight is about being with God or doubting God. This is about ourselves. God is wanting us to deal with ourselves. And Satan comes against us to cause us to question ourselves. He knows that God has already taken care of everything else. But the greatest enemy we've got is ourselves. So he's bringing all these things against us tonight. He shoots with his quiver, quiver to get you to doubt yourself tonight. If you ever doubt that you're a child of God and God is going to take care of you and God has got it all in control, he knows then he has weakened your faith. Because if you cannot believe in yourselves, how would you believe in God? You first have to believe in yourself to have faith in Almighty God tonight. Are you following me tonight? You see, he knows he can tempt you to turn away from Jesus Christ. So he swarms you with vicious lies to make you think you'll never be good enough to be the bride of Christ. He tries to tell you that. You'll never be good enough to be the bride of Christ. You're not qualified enough to be the bride of Christ. But I got news for Satan tonight. Hallelujah. I did not choose myself. Christ chose me in the beloved. According as he has chosen us in Christ Jesus. Ephesians 1 and 1. According as he has chosen us. You believe it tonight. Oh, I love this tonight. Don't you appreciate the Lord tonight? You see, Satan wants you to get to, to a place so downcast that you'll quit on God. You see, the, the problem that I'm dealing with tonight is not God. Let me, let me make that clear again. Isn't God. Isn't God that's bringing up our sin? Isn't God that's worried about our iniquity? Isn't God that's worried about our past? We're worrying about that. And when we get to that place, Satan anoints us with discouragement at that very moment. You believe it? He wants you to get to a place so downcast that you will quit on God. You see, brokenness, loneliness, troubles, disquietness, mournings, and disappointments, all of these things bowed David's spirit low. And I want you to understand that these things were things that he dealt with himself. He was dealing with this thing, this spirit, this thing that he allowed to overwhelm his spirit. God was totally out of the equation here. But you know, sometimes God allows things to happen for a purpose. You believe that? He said, I know... I want, I want to clear something up with you. That I know how you feel. And I understand where you're coming from. God said this to David. 
Because God created David. And even when we don't deserve God coming to us and we bring things upon ourselves, God still comes to us in his grace and speaks to us and encourages us. And even though it was a problem of our own, David was encouraged by God. Aren't you glad about that tonight? The God that you serve, even when you don't deserve it, he comes to you. He comes to us. I can say I know just how David felt, and I'm sure you do too tonight. You see, within days of delivering anointed servants and basking in God's presence, I become overwhelmed with discouragement. I end up thinking, Lord, my life has been a complete waste. I haven't accomplished anything for you. That's an attack of discouragement. I understand how David is feeling because we struggle with the same thing in our lives. Listen, people, you are the bride of Christ. You are the chosen of God. You are the predestinated of God. There's no weapon that will form against you that shall prosper. You believe it? Satan knows that. He understands that very well. He knows who you are. Brother Bram said, as a little child, he studied you. He knows your makeup. He's been watching you. He knows your ins and your outs. He knows your weaknesses. He knows your weak places. He knows your failures. Satan has been watching you. You realize that? Because you're special tonight. Because you're special tonight. Amen. You see, it makes us a target for the power of hell within moments of our greatest spiritual victory. This heavy demonic spirit laid David so low. He was dumbfounded in God's presence. He said in Psalms 38 and verses 13 through 14, he said, But I, as a deaf man, heard not, and I was as a dumb man that opened not his mouth. Thus I was as a man that heareth not, in whose mouths are no reproof. Understand this heavy demonic spirit laid the servant of God so low that he became dumbfounded. He could not even speak because of the heaviness of the spirit that was upon him. Have you been there, church? There's times you don't have words. There's times you can't say anything. There's times uh, people, people question. There's times, why aren't they talking? Why wouldn't they say something? There's nothing you can say. Because uh, this spirit has struck your spirit and has left you dumbfounded. Are you following me tonight? The Hebrew meaning for this last phrase is a man who has no answer or argument left. Thus I was a man that heareth not, and whose mouths are no reproof. It's saying that this man had no answer or argument left within himself. There's times you have you have you 
no solutions. You have no words. You have no answer. You have no arguments. You cannot even argue about the matter. The spirit hits you so hard until you're dumbfounded. You can't even talk. You can't do anything. You just dare. Have you been there, friends? I've been there before. I've been there before. And people look upon you as, what's wrong with her? What's wrong with him? What's wrong with them is they're going to come out in the name of Jesus Christ. There's a spirit that struck their spirit that's caused them uh, to be in this position. But God will see to it that we come out in the name of Jesus Christ. Watch now, David was saying, Lord, I'm too down and discouraged to even lift up my hand up to you. This is what he's saying. I'm so discouraged and I'm, I'm so, I'm, I'm so uh, down that I can't even lift up my hand up to you. Be honest with yourselves. There's there's you can't even get your hands up because you're so, you're cast down. You're so downfounded and discouraged. You, you can't even find the spirit to lift your hands up to God Almighty. David is saying he was in this position. So I can't pray because I'm too confused to speak. I'm, I'm drained and empty. I have nothing to say, God. I have nothing to say. Have you been there? When circumstances hit you and the spirits, this attack from the enemy comes against us, we have nothing to say. All we can do is say, oh, God, thou knowest. I don't know why. That's the natural thing to do. It's to question ourselves. But understand, it is a spirit that comes against our spirits. As the chosen bride of Christ, we all struggle through this same kind of crippling discouragement tonight. We suffer awful battle with melodies um, in, our, in our life, melancholiness. And often feels worthless and dismay of ourselves. Why do you feel that way? you got a godly wife, a godly husband. You're blessed with a good job. You've got a great family. You've got a great church. You're a lot of people. It's a spirit of discouragement. You believe me, friends? How many have been there? I'm talking to some real people this morning, this afternoon. Hallelujah. No reason for it. No reason at all. But this thing just, just come. It just came against us. We didn't ask for it. We didn't solicit for it. We didn't say, come and get me. Uh, I want you to try me now, God. Uh, I want you to, to know this thing just comes on us. And when it does, it is sudden. Uh, but I'm here to bring this message to you tonight that God is more than able. He's able to cause you to overcome this spirit of discouragement tonight. You see, David voiced the universal cry of the righteous soul of the wife of Christ that endures an attack of discouragement. He says in Psalms 38 and 17. Watch it now. Psalms 38 and 17. He said, I am ready to halt and my sorrow is continually before me now God didn't say this David is saying this 
David is, David is saying this to God. I am ready to halt. Of course, nobody here has ever come to that place. I'm ready to halt. I'm ready to come to the place. The word halt here in Hebrew means stumble or fall. He's saying, I have stumbled and I have fallen and my sorrow is continually before me. He's being real with God tonight. You understand where I'm coming from tonight? He said, I'm ready to halt. Uh, I, I'm going to fall. David was telling God, I'm not going to make it, Lord. I, I, I'm at my absolute end, and I'm about to fall, dear God. You know, God just loves that. God loves it when we come to him and we say those things to him. Lord, I'm about to fall. I'm at my wit's end. I'm at the end of my rope. I'm at the, I'm at the end of myself. Everything out here appears just good. Everything's all the T's are crossed and the I's are dots. But inside of me, I'm struggling with some things. And David is dealing with it here. He said, Lord, I believe that I've come to this place where I've stumbled and I've fallen. He's confessing this before God. You understand? God wants you to do that. Lord, I'm ready to halt. I'm ready to fall. I'm ready to stumble. I've come to this place where I can't go one more day in this condition. God wants you to empty that out to him. Oh, when I thought we are supposed to be super-duper Christian, no, God is saying in this message tonight, He wants to hear from you. Hallelujah. Because when you come to this place, that's what He can be in tonight. You believe that? I want you to understand that David was at his ultimate end with discouragement. He had been the victim of this demonic plague of discouragement. However, he never did Accuse God of abandonment. I love that. I love that tonight. Let's go into scripture. Amen. He never did accuse God of abandonment. That is to forsake, desert, withdraw, leave without return. He never accused God of uh, of forsaking him or deserting him or withdrawing from him or leaving him without return. He said, God is probably mad at me because of my sins and my iniquity. But never one time did David accuse God of abandoning him. Friends, we need to be careful tonight. We are never to eat the thought that God abandoned us. This is a serious accusation against God. You realize that? Our Lord doesn't take it lightly. I want you to notice this is a demonic attack of discouragement. And we see God's immediate respond to this kind of an accusation in numbers of the Israelites. Look at Numbers uh, chapter uh, 21 and verses 2. If you'll give that to us quickly. And they journeyed from Mount Hor. Watch this. By the way of the Red Sea to compass the land of Edom. And the soul of the people was much discouraged because of the way. And the people spake against God and against Moses. Wherefore have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? 
For there is no bread, neither is there any water. Our soul loatheth this light bread. Verse 6, here's the, the, the penalty. And the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people, and they bit the people, and much people of Israel died. You see, God will not allow such unbelief amongst his elects. God will not allow us to get to the place where we feel that we can accuse him of not being with us. God is ever with us. Even when we're discouraged and we're laying low and, and plagued by a demonic spirit, a discouragement, God is there. You believe it? You see, the most hurtful accusations we can make against him is that he has neglected us. And we are to be aware of such unbelief, especially in our difficult times. We are tempted in our difficult times to say, God, where are you at? And God, you've forsaken me. And God, you've left me. And God, you've, you've, you, where, where are you at? This circumstances is more than I can even bear. This situation is beyond me. And I'm laying low in my discouragement. And where are you? That's a very da dangerous thing to do. Because I want you to know what the Bible says. He will never leave us nor forsake us. He said, I will be with you always. In the good time and in the bad times. You believe that tonight? Ever, ever with us. He's never at a distance. He's ever with us. Even when demonic spirits are attacking our spirits, God is near us. Because out of this will come a victory that will strengthen our testimony. You believe it? David is our example of someone who kept his faith tonight. And even at his lowest point, he wouldn't allow himself to wallow in unbelief. Not one time he allowed himself to wallow in unbelief. You believe that? His complaints and everything was about himself. It was never against God. Hallelujah. Even at his lowest point, David would never bring himself. He cried out in Psalms 38 and 15. Look over there quick, quickly with me. He says, for indeed, O Lord, do I hope. Thou wilt hear, O Lord, my God. I like that, don't you? Amen. For in thee, O Lord, do I hope. Thou will hear, O Lord, my God. The word hope here in the Hebrew means to wait, tarry, and expect. In the midst of his times of trial, in the time when his spirit was laying low, and Satan had launched an attack against him, he says, for indeed, O Lord, do I hope. In other words, I will wait, I will tarry, I will expect God to lift me up out of this place. I'm so thankful tonight that God doesn't just leave us laying in the dust. He don't leave us laying on our face. He don't leave us laying in our dismay and oppression. He does not leave us in our despondency. He says, in thee, O Lord, do I hope thou will hear, O Lord my God. I love that. If you're enduring an attack 
from a demonic spirit of discouragement tonight. Don't try to escape the attack through your own minds tonight. Don't try to reason this out. You see, this is what David was trying to do, was reason this attack out in his mind. Could it be my sin? Could it be my iniquity? Could it be the things I've done wrong? Could it be? No, it is this plaguing spirit that was sent from the pits of hell to discourage you tonight. Are you with me now? So I want you to see tonight that don't try to escape this, this attack through your mind. Because you're no match for a demonic spirit you're up against tonight. You see, the battle is far beyond your human skill or physical power to wait against those forces. And I want you to see now that the conflict is in the spiritual realm. It has to be fought in the spirit tonight. In this time of discouragement, David couldn't figure out why he was so cast down. And he asked in uh, Psalms 42 and 5, watch this now, he's searching for answers. He said, why art thou cast down, O my soul, and why art thou disquiet in me? He questioned, his question weren't, weren't doubts about God. It was about himself. Watch this tonight. He said, why art thou cast down on my soul? Why art thou disquieted in me? He's speaking of his own soul. This had nothing to do with God. You know why? Because it was an attack from the enemy against his walk and his testimony with Jesus Christ. Some of you here tonight didn't understand and you couldn't understand why suddenly the devil struck you with the Spirit. You know why, friends? Because you're a child of God. And God knows that you're going to come out victorious at the end of the day. You're going to lift your hands up and your head up like David I'd lift up your heads unto the hills from whence come at your help tonight. He said, why art thou cast down? He's talking about, listen, talk to yourself. Why, why, why are you so cast down? Oh, my soul, why art thou disquiet within me? So his questions weren't doubts about God. You see, David actually begins the psalm by expressing his deep thirst for the Lord. Let me prove that to you. In the same chapter, verses 1, as a heart, dear, panted after the water brooks, so panted my soul after thee, O God. My soul thirsted for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? In the midst of his discouragement, David cried out for a revelation of the Lord. He said, when will you make yourself known for, to me? My soul is thirsting for you, oh God. His doubt wasn't about God. It was about himself. Are you with me now? So in the midst of this, this discouragement, David cried out for a greater revelation of the Lord. He was saying, God, there's never been a time when I loved you more. Hallelujah. There's never been a time when I loved you more. 
There's never been a time when I want to serve you more. There's never been a time when my soul is hungry and thirsting for you like it is right now. In the midst of my assault and my attack and the spirit of discouragement, I love you more than I ever loved you. Can you say amen to the word? He said it right there. As a hard deer panted after the brook, so panted my soul after thee, O God. My soul thirsted for thee. In other words, I love you now more than I've ever loved you, dear God. Friends, let me say this. Some of you has been attacked by Satan in various ways, whether it's matters at home or matters on your job or personal struggles that you're going through. But I want you to know tonight, as David said here in the Psalms, in the midst of this demonic attack, he said, Lord, I'm going to love you even more. I'm going to praise you greater than I ever praise you. It doesn't matter what happened. I still love you, Lord. Can you say the same tonight? I still love you, Lord. I still love you. I don't understand the feelings. I don't know why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling. I don't know why I'm questioning myself. But God, I still love you. You believe it? Oh, I love it tonight. He said, I thirst for you like a running deer who pants for water. So why am I so cast down? Why am I suffering with such an overwhelming discouragement? And this time experiences the, the despair and, and depression because of his sin. Endure the Lord's chastening for his pride when he murdered. Uh, he numbered rather is fighting men which was against God's law. And he felt the pain of God's rod when he committed adultery with Bathsheba and arranged to have her husband murder. His heart was broke with dejection over the judgments he brought on his family because of his sins. So too are many believers today who are discouraged because of their sins. Some are depressed because the Holy Spirit has wanted to bring them into victory, but they resist. They've chosen the way of the flesh, and that always leads to pain and discouragement. Nonetheless, I'm addressing repentant believers here who seek God with their own hearts. And these faithful servants are gripped by a different uh, kind of a discouragement. It's spiritual warfare against your faith tonight. Are, are you with me tonight? This, this, kind of, this kind comes upon them suddenly out of nowhere for no uh, apparent reason. This is a plaguing uh, malady of discouragement that leaves us totally downfounded. That's right. Hallelujah. It has nothing to do with sins. 
And I want you to get that out of your mind right now in the name of Jesus Christ. You need to quit worrying about your sins and your iniquities and your failures and your mess-ups and your shortcomings. This battle has nothing to do with that. This is a spirit of discouragement that's trying to grip your life tonight. Are you with me now? God, help us is my prayer. This is a malady. It's a disease. But this is true of you. You can absolutely be sure you're under attack tonight. And Satan has sent a cloud of discouragement to overwhelm you tonight. To overwhelm your faith. To hover over your life. Have you ever felt that way sometimes? There's a cloud over me. I can't seem to break out of this cloud. I can't break out of this cloud. That is, oh, this cloud has overwhelmed me. What is wrong with me? What, what is wrong with me, Lord? What, what have I done, dear God? And God is saying, nothing is wrong with you. Amen. It's the spirit that's coming against you. But I'm going to show you in just a little while how God can break that thing from you. If I don't finish it tonight, until next week, amen. God is able to come to your aid tonight. You believe that? Satan has sent a cloud of discouragement to overwhelm you tonight. He has his reasons, you understand, for doing so. Because, you see, discouragement is the devil's most devastating tool in his attack on spirit-hungry saints. He knows how to come and to attack you when you're hungering for more of God. When you're hungering for more of God. If you're not staying tonight, you feel despair, despondent. You feel a heavy spirit. That's because that you're hungering. There's a thirsting. There's a desire in you. There's a greater thirsting inside of you to see God. David says, I thirst for God. How beautiful it is. You see, that has been the enemy's weapon of choice for decades against God's elect tonight. The day you become serious about the things of God, Satan has sought to discourage you tonight. The moment you begin to feel your greatest victories, Satan will be after you. Believe that. He has watched you dig deeper in the revealed word every day. He has seen you changing and growing and overcoming worldliness. And he has made your targets for this heavy attack tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's made your targets. I'm going to do something to you. I'm going to shake you up. I'm going to mess with something that's dear to you. I'm going to do something that is obvious or visual. He's after your spirits tonight. He's after your spirits tonight. And I believe that we're going to overcome this attack of discouragement tonight. You believe that? So he has made your target under his heavy attack. In a quote here, in a message, uh, Gifts in 1956, December the 7th. And he said, just as you start to do something for God, then expect all the guns of hells to turn, hell to turn against you. You believe that? You know why Satan is attacking you, friends? It's because that you have set out to please God. 
It isn't because of your sin, your shortcomings, your mistake. Because as you live in this flesh, you'll keep on making them. Come on now. When the attack comes, I don't want you to think it's unusual tonight. God allows this kind of fiery testing with all of his saints. In uh, Peter, Peter writes in 1 Peter uh, 4 and 12, Beloved, think it not strange concerning these fiery trials, which is to try you as though some strange uh, thing happened unto you. It is not strange. What you're feeling is yourself. You're dealing with yourself, overcoming this attack of discouragement. It's yourself. You have to deal with yourself. Nobody can take it from you. Nobody can break you away from it. You've got to step out of that place, out of that cloud that Satan has tried to overwhelm you with tonight. You understand what I'm saying, friends? I'm going to find a place to close as the musicians come. He said, beloved, I think in our straits concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as some strange thing happened unto you. It's not the first thing we, why did this happen? Why did the strange things happen? Why is it happening to me? Why is this strange thing happening to me? Why am I feeling like this? Lord, I know I'm not a good person. None of us are good. I know I'm not a good person. But Lord, why did this happen? Why did you? allowed this to happen. Why did this happen? God is saying, think it our strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened unto you. You see, discouragement is a trial God's people have endured for centuries. And I do not want you to feel single out tonight as you leave this congregation that you are just going through what you're going through by yourself. Because I want you to look around. Amen. If there's a person here that's a Christian tonight, they're going through the same thing. They're facing some things. Things perhaps they never mentioned, but they're dealing with these issues internally. But God wanted me to give you this message. Let me give you a quote in closing. Possessing the enemy's gates. Brother Brandon prayed. He said, give them, O Lord, the desire of their hearts. Because the children are struggling in these days. Can I get a witness? Because thy children are struggling in these days. The oppression of the enemy is strong. But thou art stronger. Oh, I love it. I love it tonight because thou art stronger tonight. Overcoming an attack of discouragement tonight. I'd like to next Wednesday, by the help of the Lord, as we stand to our feet, I'd like to take part two on this and just break into some goodies. Amen. Satan don't like this kind of preaching, you see. He wants to hold you under his thumb. He wants to keep you under his cloud. He wants to overwhelm you with discouragements. Come on now. But God is saying, but I'm going to lift you up by the grace of God. Hallelujah. For thou, O Lord, are a shield for me, the glory and the lifter of my head. You're going to come out by God's grace. You're going to walk in victory in Jesus' name. You're going to overcome you. In Jesus' name. You're going to deal with you in Jesus' name. Do you believe it? Praise God. Let's sing it. Thou, O Lord, are a shield for me.
Take hold of somebody's hands beside you. I want to pray for you tonight. Because I understand the nature of the enemy. You see, Brother George, through the years as a warrior in the front line, you learn to see how Satan works and how he moves and how he tries to come against the saints of God. Now, I've seen this in a vision. You understand that? I've seen it in a vision. You say, oh, I don't believe in vision. The Bible says, Joel said in the last days that the, what, what did he say? The young man will dream dreams. The old man will see what? Visions. I've seen it in a vision. And I've seen Satan coming against all of you here. And you say, oh, I'm okay. Watch out. It's coming. This message is for you tonight. If you're not in a trial, if you're not going through a trial, you're getting ready to head into a trial tonight. Because God will not give me this message, amen, unless he saw something was coming. you believe it tonight? I want to pray with you tonight. I want to pray that God will send the spirit of courage across each and every one of you tonight. you believe it? Let's pray. you believe God will do that tonight? Let's pray. Lift your hands up to God, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I lift my hands up above this congregation and I rebuke every spirit of discouragement in the name of Jesus. God, I pray that you judge their spirits with courage tonight in the name of Jesus. Satan has used circumstances, situations, events, and different areas to try to launch an attack against the people of God. But Lord, I come in the name of Jesus Christ and speak life over the church in the name of Jesus. I believe it. Strengthen every one of them, I pray. And those that are listening to me by the way of the internet, may they be strengthened tonight in Jesus' precious name. And the church says.
Amen and amen. Praise God. Don't you feel good tonight? Don't you appreciate Jesus tonight? Listen, church, you are the children of God. You are the generation. You are the chosen ones. Be strengthened. Amen. Be strengthened in the Lord. Be strengthened in the Lord. Amen. God had to tell Joshua not to be dismayed and discouraged. You know why? Because God knew he would. Oh, I don't think Joshua, oh really? Then he wasn't human. That's why God told him, don't be dismayed or discouraged. God told it to him through Moses, and God rehearsed Moses' word. That's how much God believes in his prophets, that God said what the prophet said. Hello. Come on, church. It's real. It's real tonight. May the Lord bless you. And those of you online, shalom to you until our next service. We certainly appreciate you tuning in with us tonight. Trust the sermon has been a blessing to you is my prayer. The Lord willing, I'll take us up. Is this okay with you? Say, Lord, I'm a child of God. I'm a daughter of God. 